Hello, hello, hello. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Lorray, and I'm accompanied by, of course, my esteemed co-host, Indira. What's going on? Nothing much. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. And we're back, man. This is the second installment. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We out here. We official now. <laughs> y'all can't y'all can't do nothing about it. So, uh, can't stop on stuff. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are here. Um, welcome to Watching Why Black, second installment, episode two. Um, today we have a nice little topic for y'all, but before we get into that, um, we're just going to go ahead and I'm going to talk about something that, uh, a lot of people who know me, who have known me for a while know about it. Um, but I just, I like to talk about it because I just think it's funny and I, I'm amazed at how much it has kind of caught on as just like people just want me to do it. So six or seven years ago, I had an idea at work about a mixtape, um, uh, just a, just a, just a regular old, you know, I'm bored at work. I'm going to just put, we were talking about music or whatever. And I was like, man, I'm going to put out a mixtape about summer and, um, and it's going to be a banger. It was like, well, what kind of songs you, songs you going to have on? I'm like, well, it's going to have this, this and this or whatever. And it was called house shoes and paychecks. All right. And it's a mixtape about the summer. Why is it a mixtape about the summer? I'll tell you why. Because. Summertime, what is it about? You're about grinding. You're about getting your bread. And you're about remaining as low-key and as comfortable as possible. What is more low-key than a pair of house shoes? And what's... <laughs> I'm saying house shoes and paychecks. You staying low-key, but you out here getting this bread. Summertime. And it's also it also has another meaning. It's, a, it's actually the first part of a three-part trilogy and each mixtape has to do with a phase of uh, relationship status. So summertime, house shoes and paces is a mixtape about summer, but it's more so a mixtape about being single mm-hmm. because everybody summertime coming to everybody single, everybody doing their thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I came out with that a long time ago. I had like a little track list. It was like 11 tracks on there. The first one was ribs on my mind. Cause it's not summer until you've had ribs. Well, for you. It's not. I'm vegan. Okay. I mean. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Let me rephrase. It's not summer until you see somebody on the grill. Until you see some ribs somewhere. I feel don't. I don't even buy ribs. Uh, I don't go to like restaurants and order ribs. I just wait until the summer. You just wait until the summer. I just wait. Because that's the only way I can eat them. Because they're awesome. That is like my all-time favorite food. And... For good reason, because I love ribs. But yeah, so first track, you know, ribs on my mind. You know, it kicks off the summer. Uh, I'm not gonna go through all of the track list. You gonna have to. You want the track list? You gonna have to do some research on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might have to do that. But uh, there's some bangers on there. I'll give you a couple other ones. Uh, Discipline is a banger. Oh, um, with the Dream Team, you 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 know what I'm saying? You know, Discipline has its own meaning. Um, I don't know if I'm a Nah, I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna get into all that. Like, I do some research. If you want to know what discipline means, you gotta. Um, you might know what it means. You just may not know there was a word for it. But um, <laughs> but if you want to know what it means, just you know, come find me. There's some other bangers on there. Uh, window fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, hoes out here doing whatever for a window fan. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's hot. It's hot. You know what I'm saying? In the summertime, so you know you do what you do, but. Um, House shoes and paychecks is a is a mixtape about summer. It also has to coincide with um, being single and navigating through being single in the summer. Mm. So if you want more information on that, 
you're going to hit me up. But then on the next installment, I'm going to let y'all know what happens in the fall with the next mixtape. <laughs> all right. Because there's a fall mixtape. There's a winter R&B album. Ooh. <laughs> and then I finished it with um, my la- my most recent project um, that I dropped like a few weeks back. And um, we'll get into it. You know, we'll, I'll let y'all in on it. But how should you play this week? Does the winter album with, with the cover for it be you like laying by like a fireplace? For like, how should you play this For no, the winter R&B album. Oh, Are the winter like, R&B album. It's like a bright <laughs> night feel. Is it more like a, a light skin unibrow man or <laughs> the, the i can't i can't tell you the name you can't okay. i can't tell you the name <laughs> yet, not yet. you gotta wait on it okay, but i, I can wait. tell you the the mode that i was in when i was thinking about the track list because again i've never recorded any of the songs i just made the track list and people mm. was like this is hilarious you should do this i'm like yeah i'll do it and i never did it gotcha. so but um i think i was thinking of i'll be sure when i said the light skin unibrow man oh it's not this think of more Whatever. You think know of what more of like um it's more of like the week it's got more of a weekend vibe yeah. that's really what it is yeah. really more of a weekend vibe it's a little sad it'll make sense it'll make sense you know it'll make sense but um I, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there doing r&b purists so but uh if you guys keep tuning in you know, you're going to figure out what comes after House Shoes and Paychecks, the next mixtape, the next one that, that takes you through after the summer, what happens. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to get too much more than that. That's about it for that one. You feel me? Yeah. So everybody should be on the lookout for that segment. I guess we can call that segment Mixtape, right? I just, it's only, be, it's only four segments long. So, I mean, it's, it's on, only, four, only four episodes long. It's still a segment. I mean, Hey, I mean, we, I mean, this we way the people about. know what to listen for. Yeah. It's like, hey, I get to hear about the other mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> These mixtapes are bangers. You know, that's what I'm saying. You ask anybody that's asked about house shoes and paychecks. Do you ask anybody that knows about house shoes and paychecks? They would tell you yeah. that it is easily the greatest thing that's ever came out of Cleveland. I mean, that's not. It's, it's not hard. It's no, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying it's not hard. Oh, I don't that. have. We got bone. We got bone. Well, you're the one saying that you're better than them. So I didn't say I, that I was better. I just said that this mixtape <laughs> is more important anything they've ever than done. anything. Not just them. Even it's working not a with bone thugs. Biggie is, and Tupac. It's more important okay. to the culture. This is a bold the culture claim. We might just have to call this segment "Bold Claims." <laughs> I like it. I, mean, I like it. I like it. It's got a nice ring to it. You might but even know the House Shoes and Paychecks, the greatest, the, is the accidental hood classic, is what I'm calling it. I guess so. so. All right. All right. So, usually I would do a segment after this, but because Insecure just ended recently, we're just going to kind of talk about how right I was mm. about Insecure the first episode that we had that? together. It really was. Mm-hmm. And so, we're going to do that, and then we're going to get into our argument segment at the end. So, before you say any other words. Yes, I was right. Lawrence is more unavailable to Issa, which you can go back and check that I said it. He's more unavailable. He's with a woman who's finished Issa, so he's going to like her more because she's already a lot like Issa, but she has like stuff going on because Issa does not have any stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I still am not convinced that Issa is going to keep driving with Lyft because they keep showing her do a terrible job, especially when she's dealing with any man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like texting people, not driving. She They telling us that she's not going to have that Lyft job. Yeah. So I'm probably right about that still. Lawrence ain't get shot, so he was wrong. <laughs> not, not yet. 
Lawrence didn't get shot mm. yet. Mm. Okay. And whatever else I said is also true. I don't even remember. <laughs> look, look, this is the recap of Insecure to me told me one or two things that it, it really demonstrated to me anyway. I, it was very hard for me to see it. And again, I don't like Lawrence as a character. I do not. I don't. But people just, men want to see him win. And I understand it why. But every time I have a conversation with guys about Lawrence, I, the same question always comes up. Why do you guys support this man? Because he's a I, composite I character. He's I guess really so. But to me, that last episode or the last two episodes um, really just showed how lazy and complacent he can be in regards to relationships, number one. And then also that a lot of the things that he does in relationships is really out of convenience um, to himself. So he's very selfish. He's very egotistical. Um, the whole thing, that whole conversation with his dad really is probably, I think, the biggest reason why um, we even saw that last snippet of him talking to finished Issa, as you as you put it. Um, it was because of his father. His father pretty much broke it down to him and told him. He didn't even break it down. He pretty much just told him, you need to grow up and you need to, if you want something, you got to work at it, which is very true. And this is why we need to hear that. Men need to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needs to hear that. But, um, I, I just, I still think Lawrence is going to get shot. Um, <laughs> it's just every time you say it. You say it just as seriously as the first time you said it. Because it's true. Okay. I believe it. Okay. That's my truth. <laughs> okay. That's my truth. That is my truth. Lawrence is going to get shot because um, th- he can't make it out of season four to me. To your point, uh, on the first episode, Lawrence and Issa together as friends really doesn't benefit the show. At this point, they can't do anything. Either they're going to get back together, which I don't see happening at all, or they're just going to remain cool. If that's if he stays in the picture, they're just going to they're just going to be what he what they are now, which doesn't benefit the show at all. So what's the point of having them here? This whole season was a setup for next season, apparently. And as as looking at it from like a writer or at least what I think how a writer looks at it, I just can't see the the finale that we got with Nathan. That's a whole other thing. And then how, what's happening between not only just Lawrence himself, but the, the, the relationship between Lawrence and Issa, I just don't see it moving on after season four. I just, I just can't. So, um, however, what this is going to do is, is really, I think they are pretty much giving him, Lawrence's character the space to grow into a better character so that's what I think maybe not a better character but a a much better person I get that and I feel like that's why I'm probably right that they're going to have him get engaged or married and not die because (laughs) you have to acknowledge even if you really legitimately think he's going to get shot right you have to acknowledge that him getting married or at least engaged would also do the same things as the things you're saying. Like it would change his character in a way. It would make him seem less selfish. It mm. would make him seem more open to being with people who aren't perfect people. Because that's even like the big thing with him and Issa is that he makes it seem like he was supposed to have this perfect relationship because he's a smart guy that deserves nice things and stuff like mm. that. But it's like, no, nobody's perfect. People cheat. It's not great, but it happens still. Yeah. Like even if you don't want it to. So it's like, 
for him to because like we don't even know why this woman's divorced. This woman could be divorced because she cheated on her husband. We have no idea. You don't know. You're right. And even if it wasn't something like that, a marriage fell apart that she was a part of that has something to do with her because it was her marriage. Mm-hmm. So even him being with her is still kind of like, oh, well, this is Lawrence doing something different that he didn't do with Visa. He didn't give her the benefit of the doubt. Just That's like true. both of them are expecting all these new people to give them the benefit of the doubt because Lawrence isn't just going to tell this woman he had an STD a week ago because he's thinking, oh, well, that's not your business right. because I don't have it now. Right. Which, honestly, that's something we can talk about a different day. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like he's not wrong. Like, if he had one, if he has one, he should say it. But he doesn't have it now, so I don't really think it's, I don't think it's relevant. Yeah. Unless you still have it, I feel like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree. But besides that, and then even like Issa with Nathan, it's like, oh, that's why she was so mad that he ghosted her. It's like, oh, you were nice to me and you didn't judge me for all this stuff I told you, but now you're gone. Like, because right. they're making it seem like these people had to give them all these chances, even though they both kind of suck. Yeah. So I, I, I think out of the, the trio, Nathan, Lawrence, and my, my guy, my man, Daniel. That's so me. You know. Um, I, I think Nathan is the absolute worst. He's a Kappa. Did you know that in real life? In real life? He's, he had the brand and everything. Oh, I, I'm, I will not, I won't, I won't comment on that. He's a, I think he went to Morehouse too. Oh, he did? And he's a Leo and I think he's like 5'8". Oh, wow. I love him so much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I love him so much. Well, Nathan. <laughs> is, and whatever. He sold Lisa a dream and then bounced on her. You know but saying? did he sell a dream though, or was he just nice to her? And she's he not, sold her a dream. or he's not. She's not used to men being nice to her. So she's she not. she took a dream. I don't think she was sold. To I, I think I think he sold her the dream. I think he did. I think it, um, I'm not saying that he didn't ghost her. I'm not saying that he did. He wasn't kind of grimy about it. It's like even if you are depressed, mm-hmm. like you should still tell people like, hey. I'm going through some stuff. I'm mm. probably not going to talk to you for like a little while. Yeah. Like you should at least say something because you had to have known like, hey, I'm trying to talk to you. Right. I basically told you I loved you yesterday. <laughs> so like, I get that he was grimy for that, but I wouldn't say he sold Issa a dream because Issa is getting way too invested in Nathan because she's sad about Daniel and Lawrence. Mm. She has ended a five-year relationship. Mm. She's having a rocky relationship with somebody she's known for essentially half her life at this point. Mm. So it's really just like, she wasn't even, it wasn't even, it had nothing to do with Nathan that she was mad at him. It was like, the other two people that I was dealing with are basically out of my life. And now you're the newest person I've actually let stay around. And now you're just gone. Now you're gone. I mean, yeah, she said it in, in the car, you know. No, that's what I'm saying. She just wants, exactly. She just wants somebody to make her feel good about herself because yeah. she doesn't feel good about herself right now. I don't want that. No, yeah. and that's not a bad thing. Just bring it all but that's really the problem is that like you, she was with somebody for like five years and then like he didn't make her feel good about herself anymore. Mm. And then Daniel's at this place where it seems like he used to do that a lot, but now he's so busy saying things like, oh, I'm always there for you because I always have to make sure that you're okay because yeah. you always do all of this. Because he probably used to be supportive back in the day, but now he basically talked to her like she he's his dad like he's he's his dad basically mm. so it's like super niggas don't do that <sighs> he never <laughs> he never was he was a super nigga in season one and season two he never was and i was i was off of that he is a beautiful beautiful man who i will love for the rest of my life <laughs> it's just did you he see never him in the was. first purse that's all i'm saying I did not watch the first Purge, but I almost went to go see that movie, even though I know I don't like Purge movies. It's awesome. And I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna eventually watch it just to see him. It's like, I'm so excited. 
Yeah, he's real. It's I'm, just, I'm a fan. I'll be honest. I get really excited seeing them on other shows. That's completely random. Kelly was on an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That was awesome. Yes. I forget what episode it was, but go... If you if you I, Google I her name... If you Google her name in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I bet they'll tell you the episode. I'm trying to tell you. I think I, think I know what you're talking but about. But she, she was on one been, of the episodes. She, I think she was one of the cops. I think when... Something. When, when the... Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the captain when he was trying to get Captain Hope. Captain Hope, that's yeah. my guy. I love him. He is he is one we, of no. the top five favorite TV characters. Ever. He is, and we should talk about him on another episode. We will. We definitely should. Oh yeah, we I definitely love will. that show, and I love him so much. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Captain Hope. He's just funny. And then um, Molly's been opening for Chris Rock and stuff like that. She's in that movie that Kevin Hart just had come out, I think. I think she's in that Night School. Night School? I think she's in that movie. Oh, man. I got to watch that now. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to go to it, too. Like, I was going to go kind of already, but I was like, ooh, Molly's in it. Yes. It's got two of the people that are just, um, I'm just tired of them. I love both of them a lot. Kevin Hart and? I love Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany. I like Tiffany Haddish I love a lot. Her I did. I was a big fan much. of her. I, just, I don't care if she's oversaturated. I, I just don't think care. That's what it is. It's just she's everywhere. I now. don't care. Kevin Hart's the same way. I mean, he's not going nowhere. He's not. And, and that's and fine. That's, and it's not that they're not funny. They are funny. It's just, damn, can you be funny another way? Just once. I once. get that. I, I understand why you feel that way. But it's still kind of like, I feel like, especially with comedians, like a lot of them aren't funny in a different way yeah. almost ever. Yeah. So it's a little unrealistic to say like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish have to break the mold and be different kinds of comedians. I agree. I just, like I just, even people's problem with Tiffany Haddish is like, oh, she's always doing a nay nay and being loud. It's like every comedian does that. They yeah. they all have a thing they do too much. Yeah. Like Cat Williams has it, even though he's having all his little problems. Like Monique has her things. Yeah. Everybody, every especially black comedians, all of them have very specific things they always do. Almost none of them are like actor actors. They mm. just go on shows, beat themselves. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. Mike Epps. That's what I'm saying. Mike Epps <laughs> has never acted a day in his goddamn Mike, life. Mike Epps. Not a single day in his but black like, ass life. <laughs> I like Mike Epps and I like Mike Epps in movies more than I like Mike Epps on like like standups. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. He's, his brand of comedy, I feel like, is better watching in a movie yeah. where he's just like joke, 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 joke. Yeah. Whereas like doing stand up, you can't just do like a million jokes a second, which is right. kind of what he does. Yeah. So, but that, that was a tangent. Um, what do you think is going to happen next season? We can say what do we think is going to happen next season, and then we can move on to talking about the thing we're talking about. Today. I think uh, next season that uh, Issa puts together her block party and uh, Lawrence gets shot at. <laughs> I'm then, sorry. Uh, it's like I always try and prepare for you to say that, and I'm just never ready for it. I legit bust out laughing when you text me that I all the time because <laughs> you guys don't believe me. It's going to happen. He's going to get shot. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not sure what's going to happen with Molly and, and Issa. Um, like as friends? As friends. I'm not sure. You think they're going to fall out? I don't think they're going to fall out that bad. I just think the dynamic of the friendship is going to change drastically if it hasn't changed already. Because and they're dating people that live together? or I think just because of the... I think this this argument was... I think it was just... It was monumental, I think, in their, in their relationship, I think. Um, yeah, I, you're talking about the argument where she found out that uh, she the told whole, Nathan the, to go yeah, away? Spoiler yeah. alert. But you talk, you're talking about... <laughs> I, mean, I know this whole show is just a bunch yeah, of spoilers. It's just a summer TV. I'm sure watch it. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, like, it's on. your own fault. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think. But I, I think Molly's gonna. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I think. See, was um, that? I thought do a lot of repairing. Yeah, she definitely does. I feel like next season is going to be a Molly season because none of the seasons have been 
like very much about Molly. Mm. It's mostly things that are happening to Molly, but not much about like say like this season we're like literally inside of Issa's head, yeah. hearing like how she thinks and how she is a little obsessive about things and how she's insecure about stuff. Right. But we never really had that much intimate time with Molly. Like honestly, this season was the most we've seen her by herself. Yes. And it was nice. But they like we didn't get a chance to like get in Molly's head. Like, why yeah. is Molly acting like this? She's yeah. doing too much. She's every I felt like in the entire season, Molly, every every decision Molly made was it was grimy, stupid. honestly. It was stupid, but it was yeah. also grimy. It was just like, yeah, she Cause was not Yeah, because it wasn't even just like the ideas weren't good. The ideas weren't good because they were very yeah. mean. And yeah. they would make you seem like this bad person. And now you're at this new job where nobody likes you. Yeah. And then like, even like, because I don't, I think that Issa and Molly will be fine. Because like, when they argued in the first season, that was a much bigger argument than mm. this one. And it was like, Issa didn't seem mad at Molly. She just seemed, honestly, she seemed worried about her. Because it was like... Like, even the way that she said it to her, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not like you. I don't just, like, you know, cut people off and do all this other stuff. And then she almost kind of, like, looked sad for a second yeah. instead of angry. Where yeah. it was like, I don't like that you've been acting like this, yeah, to be really good. honest with you. Like, even, like, Molly on a bad day doesn't act like this. Yeah. Like, you're too, you need to deal with Dro Because, like, especially, you're not telling your whole therapist about you sleeping with a married man is a big deal. Yeah. Like. This has been a big part of your life, and Dro is literally somebody that you probably thought you were gonna get married to, just to be sleeping with him while he's married to somebody yeah. else with a baby. Like, yeah, so I feel like that's really it. I feel like Issa's not mad at her. I just think Molly has to spend all the seasons for being honest with herself in a way that I don't think anyone's ever required Molly to be honest. Because before Molly was just like basically like Maxine Shaw. She's just like this kick-ass lawyer who just be fucking niggas and taking trips and having money. Crazy that Maxine Shaw was in the show. I was so happy about that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love Erica Alexander. I love Erica Alexander so much. So, so much. Yeah. We definitely need to have an episode that somehow involves us just talking about Erica Alexander. I know she just got signed on to... Um, Black Lightning. Black Lightning. She's yeah. gonna be on there. Yeah, She's she... a therapist on there, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. I like it. So, but, yeah. okay, for me... You still think Lawrence is going to get shot? I do. I think Lawrence is going to get engaged and married, and that's going to project us into like a season five where Issa is like, wow, why am I still not married? Why am I still on Tinder? Why am I still just talking to these niggas? Like, should I care about getting married? Because mm. it seems like a lot of them are about to be in this place where they have to care about babies and getting married and who they are and all this other kind of stuff because... I think it was a big deal that Issa turned 30 in the in the finale. Yeah. Because it's like, there's no way that they just accidentally is like, oh, this is like Issa have a birthday. No. Um, because like, say even the Coachella thing, I think that the Coachella thing stood out to me more when they decided to make her 30th birthday the last episode. Because like, her 20s are over now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just like, get high with niggas at a concert and fuck them on Ferris wheels anymore. Like, you're too grown for that now. <laughs> I mean, is, like that is, was kind of. Can you put an age on Ferris wheel? Here's the thing: you cannot. You, you. I don't think you should. I, on the record, want to say you can fucking Ferris wheel as old as you want to. If you, you can. I'm not. Okay, Sorry. I'm not either. But I'm not getting on no Ferris wheel. If you get arrested, that's, Sorry, babe. that's neither here nor there. Whatever. But what I'm saying is, I think because that was such a 20 year old episode, though, is what yeah, I'm saying. It was. Like 
just them because like they were like all way too high and they were like drunk too and then it was just everything like everything just went wrong yeah everything just went wrong it's literally exactly what it feels like being 20 like that episode <laughs> was just like oh my gosh these niggas are so cute let's just talk to them and get high with them and hope nothing goes wrong yeah. and then nothing went wrong because sometimes nothing goes wrong yeah. sometimes lots of things go wrong but very few things went wrong only one person peed on themselves mm-hmm. which is Less than most other people probably would have being that high. And then it got really adult at the end when, like, you know, mm-hmm. Tiffany had to say, like, oh, we might not be friends anymore. Because basically she was saying that y'all are too immature to be my friends. I thought they were just, well, I thought they were just giving her a nice little space so that they can get her get her out of the show. I mean, they probably were. But the way she would be getting out would be, like, she does not think her friends are mature enough to be her friends. Yeah. Like, none of them are married. None of them are in good, serious relationships. Only Kelly has, like, a job, it seems like, she's, like, happy with. Because, yeah. like, Molly has a good job, but she keeps not being happy with where she's at. And now she's messing up her black job. Yes. And so, Kelly is the only one that seems, like, happy with what she's doing. Because even fucking niggas, she's like, I don't... She doesn't seem concerned about being romantic. Maybe she will next season because maybe it'll be like, oh, maybe I kind of do care. Maybe, like, they'll have, like, some reason she didn't care before. Because, mm-hmm. like, we don't know nothing about none of their relationships. No. She could have had a serious boyfriend we don't know about. Molly, I've thought about that, could have also had a serious boyfriend. Because they're all about 30. Most people, I feel like, have had at least one serious relationship by the time mm-hmm. they're 30. That's, like, a safe thing to say, I think. Yeah. Like most people, because even Nathan not having a serious relationship was like, wait a second, that sounds weird coming out your mouth. <laughs> like, because he's, I mean, he's a felon. I so. get he's a felon, but niggas always have women on the outside and they in jail. I mean, he don't. They, they probably don't care about her. I guess so. No, oh, do, I was supposed to don't. say what's happening next season. <laughs> I forgot. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, this is our show. You're <laughs> so right. We do what we do. What we want. You're right. No, but I was gonna say. Uh, Lawrence is going to become more unavailable. Issa might... Uh, my, Issa is going to do something that maybe looks like a block party. Get her but, ex-boyfriend shot. Hmm, okay. But <laughs> I still don't think that. Um, it's definitely going to be hard for Issa to move past the fact that Lawrence is dating someone that she looks up to. She will, because like I was saying in the last episode, like being over somebody is one thing, but now she has to really test how over Lawrence she is. Cause it's like, yeah, you're over him enough to see him dating someone that clearly is ready to be married much more than you are. Yeah. And that's going to hurt. Cause cause even if she is over him, it's going to hurt her feelings. It's like, this is the person I'm literally trying to get me to help me be better. And now this is who he wants to be with a person that he probably also sees as better than me. So that causes, like, I feel like that's going to bring up a lot of stuff that she's not ready to deal with about herself and not being at a place she wants to be at. It's going to be a fun season. It will be. I hope she gets that job at that place, the music place. I think that could be fun. Yeah, I think. I think think that she's not going to necessarily enjoy it as much as she thought because I feel like her problem is she keeps thinking new stuff is going to make her happier, but she's not happy with any of the things she's really doing. Yeah. Like, even at music place, they they might be white savory, too, just because the guy she interviewed with is Hispanic doesn't mean there's not a bunch of white people that work there. That's true. I used to work at an after-school program. It was, like, a lot of black people that worked there, but all the people at the top were white. So, it's very likely that they will also be white. Yeah. It's really, like, any thing, for real, that's mostly for black people. It's, like, they love giving white people money. Yeah. So, those will usually be the people that are in charge. Yeah. So... 
But yeah, it's like this music place isn't going to make Issa much happier, even if it is a bunch of black people, because we see Molly is at a job that she thought like, oh, I'm working with all black people now. I'm going to be happy. And she's not happy either. No. So it's the same thing, same grind. That's what I'm saying, because yeah. I feel like they even do their jobs like that all the time. It's like Molly went from a white place to a black place and she's still not happy. And Issa's kind of trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. by going to music. It's like, oh, I want to go to a place that does music versus what I was doing before. And it's like, okay, well, what happens if that place doesn't do a high school program either? You going to quit that job too? Because like, that's why, basically why she quit her last job, because she really cares about doing high school stuff. So like, what if they don't work with high school kids? What if they like, you know, they teach a bunch of kids like African stuff, but they don't tell them nothing about African people. Like how are you going to feel about that? Mm. So it'll be, I feel like a bunch of stuff could still come up. And it's like, if she doesn't say like, this is what I like doing and this is what I care about, no matter what it looks like, it's just going to keep being the same thing. Like she'll be there another five years and then like another five years and she'll be 40. And it'll just be like, you can't just keep saying like, Hey, this is like going to be the thing that makes me happy. Like you can't know, nobody knows what makes them happy. Okay. So I think that Issa just needs to sit down. Like everybody needs to honestly sit down. Season four. That needs to be what season four is. Sitting down. <laughs> that needs to be the theme. Like every episode <laughs> needs to be sit your ass down and do this. Let's, like uh, sit your ass down let's get this and shit pay attention. Yeah, sit your ass down and let, get, this shit let's get this shit together. Like you know how everything is like hello or as fuck and all that. Mm-hmm. Sit the fuck down. That well, should be every episode. Well, Issa, Issa took the step. She finally unpacked her shit. She did. She literally so, and figuratively did, which yeah. was very nice to see. And yeah, then, it was. And so and this is really because here's the thing when I was watching that episode and I was like is this really the end and I said out my mouth this is just like the wire season two mm-hmm. and then I watched the recap of the episode and it was like I know people's gonna say this look like the wire season two wow. because it was it and was. I was like it was I've never been so happy to get something in my life <laughs> you deserve it you deserve it you, you have a nice you have a nice I'm pretty good at guessing show. I really do you I'm pretty nice good at guessing with this show I mean Lawrence is still gonna get shot <laughs> If there's if there's one thing that and this is my last thing I'm gonna say on the okay. show is the finale was awesome. I don't care. I love. I love. I think I if you like are lot. really invested in the show, then you really like yeah, the finale. I like this finale. The, the, honestly, it didn't even matter what they did for the rest of the show. The fact that they featured the last dragon mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. The last dragon is my favorite movie. I'm trying to tell you in the history of everything. Yeah. Like, before we even move on to, like, the argument part, I think the thing I like the most about Insecure is they just pack in so much random black stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, any place they can put, like, a random reference to another show or, like, even, like, the little mini shows they have, just, like, every one of them being a black person from yeah. a show from, like, the 90s. And, like, they did a bunch of references to how to get away with murder this season. Yeah. And I was just, like... Man, this is the blackest thing I'm ever yeah. gonna watch, and it makes me so happy yeah, every time I watch it. It's lovely because, like, even having like Nathan be like somebody off of How to Get Away with Murder, his name being Nathan, like mm. a main character on How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. Uh, Issa called um, Molly Annalise Keating, like in the finale. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing. Then they was talking about Viola Davis's titties. That one light skinned rapper who said something about like her titties. <laughs> they was in the studio. You- you didn't hear oh, that. No, I didn't I yeah. didn't catch that. He said something about Viola Davis. This was this season? Yes. The life scan rapper. I just gotta go back and They were talking about series. how to get away with murder all season. So you can tell at least one of them writers is like, well, all my jokes is gonna be how to get away with murder jokes, y'all. Be ready. <laughs> <laughs> 
all them writing how to get away. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Hey, it's not. It's a good show. But I just like that they take the time to like shout out all the black stuff they like, like the clothes they wear, mm-hmm. be from like like people who sell like their stuff on Instagram and stuff like that. Like even like the music they listen to, they had like a contest for like independent artists to get their song played on the show. They talk about a lot because they need it because scamming nigga music is the best genre of music there is. Hey, how the pimpin' It's the most. How the pimpin' niggas were all that song. It's an amazing song. Darren got me hip too. Darren got me hip too. I was like, man, I'm so glad I got out the game now. Cause it would have been all bad. Oh, city, uh, yeah. You can't trust no girls listening to city girls now. Mm-hmm. We got the whole, we got the whole like recipe now. Yeah, like we got all, the, Y'all all got the parts. blueprint. Y'all got the blueprint. We sure do. And uh, it's scary. And I can't wait to see what Daniel does. I feel like he's more up in the air, but he has to come back. We know too much about him. It'd be, it's a waste of show to know this much about Daniel and uh, know him. He better come back. He has, he has no choice because it's like, why would I meet Daniel's niece and his exactly. sister? And but see, that's what I'm saying. He has to come back because honestly, I feel like this season is going. It was like half a season because even watching the whole thing, like we, I was on episode six, and I was like, they doing something with this. Mm-hmm. This is spilling over the next season. <laughs> they, they get the most out of their thirty minutes. Everything they do. Something. That's why I really do hope that people start understanding that and stop trying to like make them make longer episodes or make them make more episodes. It's like, I get eight's not a lot. I get half an hour is not a long time. But for a show like this, I feel like it's worth it. Yeah. Because it's like, they take so much time and care in what they're doing. That yeah. it's just, and if you give it an hour, I mean, this that leaves a lot. An hour, 10 episodes, and an hour. I mean, it leaves a lot of space in there to kind of just fill in. With yeah, and then they're just going to start adding stuff yeah. that won't be, it like, it won't be down. insecure if like, they just start adding random stuff. Yeah, it gets watered down. Yeah, again, then people start complaining like, "Oh, they had too much filler." It's like mm-hmm. it's an hour. Yeah, I mean, that's what y'all wanted. Y'all because like technically, they probably have enough like film to make the episodes longer. But they're like, "No, we're gonna be very intentional about what we include, the shots we have, what we have people saying, all of that." Like, Everything is very direct. Everything is very is precise. That's it is. the word for it. So yeah. Right. So I guess that's it. And then we can. Well, that's that's the insecure uh, recap. Yeah, and then that's uh, gonna be the last one till next year because it's on. Maybe, probably so. not. What you think? They probably won't. What you mean? Come they're, back? They're, yeah, we'll probably come back to it. We always come back to Insecure. There's no point in coming back to any new episodes. So I could just keep telling you that you're wrong. Like, right, okay, here's what we can do. Until Insecure comes back, you can count down the days until you think Lawrence is gonna get shot. I can. We will do that. Or you can watch Power, and we can mm. talk about Power. Mm, I tried. And dear, don't do this to me. I'm so sorry. Powers. Uh, okay. All right. So, moving on. So, our topic today, we wanted to touch on uh, something that we had, had kind of were talking about as far as what what um, shows you wanted to go through, go over. And um, Atlanta came up as a the show on FX uh, created by Donald Glover. AKA Childish Gambino. And uh, it centers around um, an individual who found out that his cousin is a rapper uh, and decided to um, reach out to be his manager uh, to kind of get paid real quick and then kind of just help him grow his, uh, grow his career. But the one thing that, that, um, that, and I'm just be honest with you, Indira brought it up to me and I was like, you know what? You, you're right on this one. So for sure. Is that the women on Atlanta 
lack depth as far as um, personality and just character development, honestly. Um, and we think it's something that needs to be addressed. Hopefully it is addressed um, going into next season, um, season three, four Atlanta, but it's something that we wanted to talk about today. So that's what we're going to dive into right now. So in there, because, you know, you, you enlighten me on the subject. Can you please uh, go ahead and kick us off with this one here? So from now on, when this happens, we're not going to call this like the argument segment. We're going to call this the Indira is just right. Segment. We can call this. This is open discussion. This is the open discussion of Indira being right. I mean, that, I, I feel like that's not an open discussion. If, well, if you it's already about admitted you that I'm right. I agreed with <laughs> you on this one. Emphasis on this one. Mm-hmm. It was too important for us not to dive into it. Okay. Um, so basically what we talked about is that I really like Atlanta and it's, Honestly, it is one of my favorite shows that's on TV right now mm-hmm. that I've watched all the episodes that I like try and make sure I watch them right when they come out so I can talk to people about them and stuff like that. But it's just like, especially watching it go from season one to season two and seeing that it seems like everything got better about the show between season one and season two, except how they were representing women on the show. Mm-hmm. So just because everything was so much bigger and so much more in depth in season two, it stood out way more that they didn't do a good job developing Van as a character. They did some stuff with her. They weren't good at Van. They weren't good at Van's friends. They weren't good at the other women that were in all of their lives. Yeah. So I feel like they definitely knew that that, was the case especially because they did say that they're gonna focus more on women next season specifically which is like well y'all know y'all fucked up if y'all gotta say some shit like oh we're gonna focus on women next yeah, season don't worry guys it's bad it's it was really bad when you think about it because it wasn't even just that there weren't enough women because i feel like a lot of time when people hear like oh i don't like the writing on this show because there's not enough of a certain kind of character it's like there were women and there were a decent amount considering there's not that many characters on the show right but it was still like, there's no woman on this show that someone could say like, oh, okay. If Think of how many people are on Atlanta that you've ever seen, that you remember, that are memorable characters. Mm. Are any of those characters women besides Van? Like, that you remember their characters? names? Like, you remember their names? You remember big things about what they did? Um, you remember... No. I, I There's... The, the, probably the, the closest one outside of Van is probably the... Um, the crazy girl in season two when they went to the college. But do you remember her name? I don't remember her name at all. But don't you feel like you would remember her name? Like I should. You see what I'm saying? Like, I agree with like you. for her I, to have been yeah. like so crazy and to just be saying all this stuff and you like all you remember is that she was crazy and she got pushed down some stairs. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I, so I think my thing with it, like when when you, when you brought it up to me, and I'm just kind of going back. I went and rewatched. Uh, season one, I didn't rewatch season two, but um, in particular, with, since we brought up Van, um, Vanessa, I mean, to start the show was, I mean, you know, I don't want to just call her Ernest's baby mama. I think that's what she kind of just turned into. Yeah, I think the show addresses that, like, even in that episode where they went to that German yeah. something, and then, like, even how people was introducing her, it's like, oh, this is Ernest's baby mama. Yeah. This is, like, so-and-so's mom, like. I think the show, they. I think they're acknowledging that they're fucking up, but it's one thing to acknowledge it, another thing to do something Actually about it. Actually do something it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
She had a decent job. I, I still go. I still can. I still go back to that to the to the whole drug test episode. I, I just can't. I just can't fathom how somebody who's supposed to be that well together in a sense mm-hmm. can can make such a mistake like that. I just can't. How, who bites a condom that's filled with pee? Mm-hmm. Who does that? That's kind of what I was saying. Like they make her seem kind of dumb. Dumb, and they don't make it seem like. She really couldn't do anything by herself, but she's clearly not that dumb. She like, she can't be. But that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know because they they're trying to feel like establish that she doesn't have any street smarts. Mm. I guess like like oh she was book smart and that's how she became a teacher. But mm. she doesn't have street smarts. That's why she didn't know how to you know finesse this like drug test or know how to do like other stuff and all that kind of stuff. And she snitched so, on herself. That's what I'm saying. Like they make like they just. They really wanted to reinforce, I feel like, that Van wasn't meant to be her own standalone character. Yeah. Because it's just like, even that, like, she didn't necessarily have to get fired. Like, they could have let her keep having the job. We could have kept going to school with her. Because, like, that was kind of a funny episode. Just, like, the kids that was there seeing her work and stuff yeah. like that. And now she didn't have a job all season. And then all like, and then all Ern kept doing was, like, reminding her, like, well, I'm the one that makes money now. Yeah. And it's like... Well, guess who was the one making money before in season one when you wasn't doing nothing but fucking bitches and coming to my house every other day? They pretty much like, made her very dependent on Ern. That's what I'm saying because like the way that they changed it is like before he was dependent on her because she had the good job mm. and now she's dependent on him. But it's like that's not that doesn't do anything for her character. No, though. it brings more so I guess more. It's more. I think it was more character development for Ern. Believe it or not, I think they used um, Van. But that's what I'm downfall saying. to build up the importance of Earn really striving to get this done, making this yeah. shit happen. Because so, they like, use it to make him, yeah, they use it to make him more egotistical, I guess, yeah. and like more mean. Like I guess I could use air quotes for that because it was just like, oh, like old Earn wouldn't talk to Van like this, you know. And now it's a big deal that he's like shitting on this person that mm-hmm. did all this stuff for him and has dealt with his shit more than anybody else. Yeah. Like, but you're right. They're using that to show that Ern is fucking up, but they didn't use it to show like Van is a person. Yeah. So. And it really, you talk from going from season one to season two. I was so, when I tell you that, you know, the one thing I liked about season two, and again, I, I, I love Atlanta. I think Atlanta, um, the images that, that they show in the show are incredible. Um, the the dynamic between Paperboy, Darius, and Earn um, is so real, mm-hmm. you know, and which is why you know this what we're talking about now with the women on the show is is such it's so lopsided, and I agree with you. I think it needs to be addressed because I think with with if it is addressed and is addressed correctly, the show can't be anything but better. But going from season one to season two with Van, when I tell you, season two, they they did a great job of splitting up the the characters Mm -hmm. and giving kind of getting them away from everybody. And then sort of you got a chance to really see them by themselves and really kind of dive into, you know, who they are more individually. Not really more so with Earn. We, we've kind of seen that throughout the entire show. Yeah, but but then like I said, like Paperboy especially. And then with Daryl and I was just, I'll tell you about Teddy, come on now. Teddy Perkins. I said Teddy Rod. Teddy Perkins <laughs> was, um, that was just crazy. But um, in itself, the episode with Van and them going to the Drake's, Drake, yeah. Drake's New Year's. I, would, you, I can confidently say that's the worst episode of the I, show. And I will follow up I don't emphatically. Think, I don't know a single person that even likes that episode. I don't even know a person that's like indifferent. 
I was so episodes. disappointed because yeah, because didn't you say you like went to the mix, like the thing at the art museum, and then like asked people? Yes, and then they came up like with them too. It's yes. like this is, I think, a pretty cross the board thing. It's not just us, y'all. Yeah, it is not just us. I went uh, like in Deerside. I went to the mix October's um, uh, the mix for for October, and um, I was just going around just asking the women there and just uh, you know the, the men, the gentlemen that they were with, uh, if they were. Um, just about the show, if they've seen it, and then, you know, what they feel about the women on the show. And either they agreed with what we're talking about here, or they just didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And there was one young lady in particular who I really thought was you, just in disguise. <laughs> I really did. Because I'm like, man, what do you think about how they, I think, I, I told her, I'm like, hey, I don't think they do a great job with the, the women in Atlanta. She was like, you know what? They don't. And let me tell you why. And then she went directly yeah. To that episode, it's the best with, one. With Van, it is. It's it's terrible. I mean, I I I was so. I mean, I I just like Van. I like the person who plays Van. I love yeah. her. And yeah, Zazie Beetz is a great person. <laughs> I, I really am a big fan of hers. And I'm the, when you're seeing the commercials, you're like, okay, so Darius got his own episode. Mm-hmm. Paperboy got his. This is about to be Van. This Van and her girls. They about to be out here. Get it? They going to Drake's party? It's a Drake party? They about to be out here. It's about to be crazy. It's about to be raw. Nope. Dud. Completely. Flat out dud. <laughs> they ended it. It was kind of funny that Drake wasn't really there. That, but was, that was it. That was the only thing the, that was like kind of funny. The only thing that I like was the fact that they, they they essentially just said like, "Hey, Drake is Mexican." You know. Yeah, that was kind of weird. What that is, they did what, that. Is, what is abuela? Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was pretty funny. But it was like, yeah, there were just like little things that would pop up that were funny. Because like that one German episode where they did that, I didn't like that one at first, but then the second half is actually pretty good yeah. because then it's her talking about being mixed and like who I assume was like her sister or her cousin, like the other person she was yeah, talking somebody to. Yeah, she, they was like related yeah. in some way or at least knew each other really There was time. beef. There was beef and they got a chance to get into it. Yeah, and it was like, oh, like this is how you feel about being a mixed person who has white friends versus Van, who's a mixed person who has a black baby daddy, hangs right. out with black people, right. clearly identifies as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Well, not just like a black woman. Like she's mixed, but she acknowledges being black, where her other friend was like, yeah, I'm mixed, but that's not important. Right. I care more about being right. white. I'm whatever you see in front of me. Yeah. So, not yeah. even that. Like she was, she seemed to really pride herself on like that's being nice. with a white person that's and. Funny having white friends and doing white things where it was like she seemed like she was like resentful that van was like oh well you're picking a harder life by deciding that you want to align that's, yourself with black that, people that's what it is i think that's yeah she just automatically assumed that hey your life is tougher because you decided to go this way you could have mm-hmm. came this way yeah you could have like, played up your white side yeah. because especially van was lighter than her too right so van like is clearly lighter than this other person she's talking to. So even that other person, I wouldn't have guessed that she was mixed because I know mixed people can be dark or be light or whatever. But like Van looks like what you expect, I guess, makes people to look like like lighter skin with the curly hair yeah. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Because I know like even me, like I'm technically mixed, I guess, but I don't look like that. Mm-hmm. So, but I get why they kind of did that, where it's like, yeah, Van could have made a decision to be like this light-skinned person who decides I'm going to hang out with white people, and then like I'm just going to play up my German side and be with a nice little white German boy, but she didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, I'm not, I don't feel like I have a lot of experience if I'm going to deal with that. 
So I can't really say much about it, but I like that they talked about that. Now, the first time Van did something that had nothing to do with Earn on the show, it's like, hey, I really care about being like part black. And I'm going to say, fuck you for saying, like, hey, that right. I made the wrong decision. Even if my life's not going great, right. it's not because it's I not decided, because I decided to, be, to embrace my blackness. Yeah, it's not because of that. It's because of other things. It's because I keep dealing with Earn's so old like, dumbass. Like, that's really. <laughs> like, Dealing with Earn has nothing to do with being black. Yeah, I, I could have been white. And I still want to know what happened with Princeton. All right, I really do. I mean, I feel like they might come back up. It might not because then we also don't know like when he got arrested for weed. We also don't know why Darius and Paperboy got into an argument. Like, I feel like they bring things up so we think about them, but yeah. they're not super invested in explaining lots of things. Like, Insecure care is kind of like that too. Yeah, where it's like whatever you think happened, that's what happened. This is like a pick your own adventure type show, which I feel like we yeah. haven't decided. I think it's just, they just haven't decided yet. That's what I'm saying. I think like some of these things is like they're like, oh yeah, this is big, so we might bring it back up mm-hmm. eventually. But I feel like even most of the shows I watch are kind of like that. Well, they'll bring up this huge thing that just no one talks about for a really long time. Yeah, just, they just kind of like drop it on you when you're not paying attention. Yeah, like just, just, these are Easter eggs. You don't even realize they're Easter. Yeah, eggs you don't even realize that this is happens. like coming up. Yeah, it's because like, oh my god, it's Easter. No, eggs. because honestly, that's how I feel about even when I guess stuff on Insecure, right? I feel like it's usually something like that where it's like, oh no, this is gonna happen because these little things happen and ain't nobody even paying attention to this. Yeah. I think that the even just kind of just going away from Van, kind of just getting back, um with the the women on the show, like they I think with the exception of the bartender and bartender? the bartender in the club episode. Oh okay. And at the strip the, club? Yeah. That no, okay. not the strip club, but the um they was at the club. He was Paperboy was doing. He was just Oh, you, know, you mean that appearance. episode with the invisible car? Yes, okay. the invisible the car, invisible the, car. The, the the Nigerian the um just, was, it, was, it was something. I don't know. <laughs> he was Nigerian. Yeah, it was, but um the bartender there was cool. I about Darius being Nigerian. No, the the uh, the club the club owner oh, yeah, was yeah, Nigerian yeah. too, and he was trying to track him down all the time, and he just kept getting slipped on. Oh, when they punched him in the face. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. I'm yes. back. I'm so, back. Um, that episode, the the only to me the only I look at it like this, you know, I look at it like would I want to um, be in association? Uh, maybe not association might not be the word, but well, yeah, I, yeah, association or affiliated with. Uh, these characters on a day-to-day basis. Can mm-hmm. I see myself, you know, with you know, hanging out or just talking to these these yeah. characters? In a sense, none of the women on the show to me gave me that vibe. Then, for the most part, yes, just because I'm just more so interested into fact into why she does the things that she does. Yeah, I but think the, that too. The other characters. Um, her friends in that in that Drake episode. Um, I feel like they made her friends really oh, unrelatable. She has terrible friends. And to me, not even just that they were terrible. Like, they they terrible. didn't. I mean, okay, yeah, they were, and they were very intentionally written to be terrible. Mm. But it was like, but they were terrible in like a really bland way. Like, okay, even they one friend that like got them in the party in the first place, then left them. It's like, yeah, that doesn't make you a great friend. But at the same time, it's like, why did they make her leave so fast? Yeah. Like, why would she be the person that wants to go and then leaves them? Like, yeah, people have friends like that, but it seems weird. That that's the first friend that you introduce us to. Because yeah. I feel like the friend that like is on Instagram all the time, always taking pictures, is gonna stay at the party the longest. 
Yeah. Sensically, it makes because I know she went to like another party or something like that, but it seemed like if she really thought this was Drake's house, yeah, why wouldn't she try and stay longer at least until she figured out it wasn't Drake's house because she didn't figure it out to our knowledge. So, why would a person who's the most popular on Instagram leave a Drake party? I mean, maybe she knew. I would say she could have maybe known, maybe, maybe like the guy told know. her, but they could have at least said something like that. Like, yeah. oh, like towards the end, we find out, oh, she found out Drake wasn't there and that's why she left. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, like, even, like, her dark-skinned friend, they have cussed out that white girl. It was like, that was extremely unbelievable. Ridiculous. Because I feel like a lot of people have the biggest problem with that part because it was the most unrealistic part of the show. Because it was just, like, Van being followed around by that dude that was kind of creepy. Very believable. Your twin said that. Probably. (laughs) Your twin at the art museum said the exact same thing. It's like, no, that part's extremely believable. It's like, oh, somebody that's pretending that they know Drake or know somebody famous just like fronting and like following you around. Hmm. Yes. That sounds like a man to me. Yeah. (laughs) We do some creepy shit sometimes. I mean, y'all sure do. We do. Y'all sure do. I feel like I do a lot of man man bashing on this show. I mean, I'm sorry that you're understanding that men suck. Anyway. Um, I, I suck too, if it if it makes everybody feel better. I, I mean, do too. I'm trying to be on men's side. I, I, I'm trying to keep suck. men being happy. Forget them. I'm trying. Happy. I don't care. I'm trying. I, I, look. No. Anyway, <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with the, especially the darkest friend with the natural hair, cussing out that white woman completely unsolicited, is that is how people think black women feel about white women in interracial relationships. But a lot of the time, it's not that real. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it never happens because there probably are people that feel that strongly about interracial relationships. They would just run up on you. And then I think that Childish Gambino was especially irresponsible for putting that in his show because he has kids with white women. Mm-hmm. Like he has two kids with a white woman, and he's making it seem like. He's relating this to his experience in some way. That's what I was, I think I was getting Yeah. Because, yeah. like, he's always talked about dating white women in his stand-up and his music or mm-hmm. just dating, like, non-black girls. He's mm-hmm. always talked about that. Liking the black girls of every culture, which yeah. is, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. And how much he loves Asian women and things like that. Uh, and then for him to put that on a show or to allow that to be on a show that's his because I know like we talked about the writer and director being a black man and a white woman yeah. I forget which was which yeah I know what you mean but especially for it to for have been like episode, yeah for yeah. that particular episode especially for there not to be like black women being a prominent part of writing a story about a bunch of black women at a party yeah it seemed like a big misstep because it really was just like childish you know you're with a white woman and you know how this seems going to look to your fans. Mm. Because especially fans that know that you date white women and stuff like that. And it's like, none of us care. If I cared a child is gonna be no dated white women, I wouldn't watch Atlanta. I've watched both seasons of Atlanta. Lots of black women watch Atlanta, which is why we're mad that you put this on the show in the yeah. first place. Yeah, it was bad. That's what I'm saying. It's like if you go because like I feel like the thing that makes Atlanta different, especially from a show like Insecure, we talk about Insecure as like black as fuck and stuff like that. Atlanta is black as fuck in relation to the white gaze, where it's like they know white people are watching and they're and they know that this is a show about a rapper and they know how white people consume rap, Mm. especially somebody like Childish, who like a lot of white people listen to Childish. That's an interesting take. 
So that's new. No, but I feel like that's it. Like that's the big Ooh. difference. Like Insecure's gaze is like we want black people to watch this. We want them to see some black ass shirts that we got off of Instagram. Yeah. We want them to see these taco places that these old niggas own that we've known since we was babies. Yeah. We want them to come to LA and do some black stuff because I've been to LA and yeah, it's weird being there. Not a lot of black stuff right away. You got to go to. You got to find the You got to go shit. to. It's like you go to Inglewood and then it's like, oh, that's the Orozco's. Okay, I feel safe. All right. Like, okay. even though that's the complete opposite of how you should feel seeing <laughs> the chicken spot, I guess. But I felt safe. First. That's fine. I felt home. I felt safe. Look, <laughs> and I don't even eat chicken no more. And I was well, like, I, I feel do. home. And I would feel at home as well. You should go to Roscoe's. I would recommend I, I, it. I it I looked ever, good. If I could ever get out there, I'm, I'm going to go. I mean, Roscoe's. And Roscoe's is right by the airport, too. So oh, you can go like, yeah, because Inglewood is right by the airport. Real close. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's the biggest difference between Insecure or like a lot of other black shows. It's like when you're a black show and you're focused on black people watching, that looks completely different than say like Atlanta, which is more dependent on like, okay, how do white people see black people? Because even in season two, like remember Paperboy, he's like going through the woods and he's bleeding because like of that, all that stuff that happened yeah. to him. Then that white dude just comes up to him and stores his blood all on his face and he just takes a picture with him. Yeah. It's like, how does this white person not see you just messed up and he still want to take a picture of you? Care. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, their show depends more on that, which isn't necessarily bad, but it becomes bad when you do that at the expense of black women. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, there are some black women that have a problem with interracial relationships. Y'all could have took the time to talk about why that usually is. Mm-hmm. Like, could it be because you're a person that says things like you like the black girls of every single culture? Do we have more of a problem with that than you actually dating a white woman? Because mm-hmm. I think more black women have a problem with him saying stuff like that than the fact that people date white women. Right. That's such a weird thing to say. Like, so you date the black girls of other cultures, which means you date white girls that you think other people don't want to date. I don't really know what that even means. And then, of course, summertime magic. That's uh, what I'm saying. And then, like, that was another thing, too. Yeah, and then he, having, he, was on, he, was, he took some heat for that. Yeah, um, and then having, like, all those black people in it, and it's like, yeah, you can be pro-black and still be with white people. Like, mm-hmm. you can have white friends, you can have white, rela- like, be in relationships with white people. Yeah. But you also have to understand, like, because people even talk about him like he's the anti-Kanye West. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's with a white woman, too. Like, they both are. They're yeah. not. It's just, yeah. and I'm not even saying that it was... It wasn't even that bad because it was not definitely, it definitely wasn't as bad as it could be. Her cussing out the white girl and stuff. Because I even say like, it would have been real easy for them to just add like a little thing like, oh, we find out that that's her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's actually more mad that they broke up and not mad that he's with a white woman. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, that makes much more sense to me that she would cuss this man out. Mm-hmm. Or No, because she didn't even cuss him out. And that's what makes less sense. Wouldn't a black woman cuss out a black man for being with a white woman? Why would she just cuss out the white woman? That makes less sense. Because, like, in that situation, when you, if you saw this at a bar, right, you just walked up, you saw these two people arguing, it's a black dude with a white woman and a black woman yelling about their interracial relationship. I can see it. You would see that her arguing with the black man. I can see her. How's she going to have a with the white woman? What the fuck is wrong with you? What about us? What's wrong with us? And then the white woman would talk Yeah, then the white woman would, like, say something. Like, then she cussed out the bitch, white woman. Bitch, we ain't even talking to you right now. You need to leave somewhere. And then she'll direct her attention. Yeah, I can see that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that, that sounds more sense. believable yeah. than her just, like, looking at a white woman and cussing out her white face because she just saw it. Yeah. Like, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like a black woman would have told them that. Like, it, didn't, it took me, like, two seconds to think of that after I saw that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, this scene could have been improved just by doing, like, she okay. Just a little 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like either like, oh, this is actually her ex. Oh, this is her actually talking to a black man. Mm-hmm. Instead of like just cussing out a white woman for no reason. Because yeah. a black woman cussing out a white woman completely unsolicited. I don't see that. It's not very a very believable narrative. I agree. Because even like when we see like all these videos of like permit Patty coming up bothering a bunch of black people just mind their damn business. Niggas mind their damn business so much for me to believe that you just went to a party high and drunk. It was already high but when it got there. Mm-hmm. So she just high getting mad at some white women. I refuse. Yeah. Like ain't nobody just running up getting high like pregame before they go to a party to go get mad at some white people. Yeah. They was way too they was all too high for that. And then even the one that's supposed to be like girl Darius, they just had regular Darius in the episode. Yeah. It's like why couldn't she just be Darius? She could have been the Darius of the episode. I think they wanted people to understand that this is who this is who she's supposed to represent, girl Darius. I get that. Let's put Darius on this too and see how these two they're very similar. Y'all see it? Y'all see it? Yep, Darius don't talk that much. He talked a lot that episode because she didn't talk at all. And they was like, we're sorry we don't have enough men in this episode, guys. We're going to put Darius in. Don't worry about it. Nah. We're going to take that vagina ratio back <sighs> down a pig, okay? What do you... Okay, kind of kind of going back from season two. In episode, There was an episode in season one where um, uh, Van and Ern went to the uh, June, the June team. Yeah, the June team thing. That wasn't all right. How do, how do you feel about that? I can't remember her name in the show, but the wife... You know, the, the woman that was married, you know, to the, oh, yeah, to the white yeah, yeah. boy. What did you think about her in particular? I mean. Just, I thought she was pretty interesting. I did too. I don't remember a whole lot about her. But I feel like their relationship, I don't know. It was weird. I think to me. I feel like, like it made more sense than the interracial relationship they showed in season yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. My thing with, the, with I guess, that why I brought it up because to me it seemed like her character was willing to her character was willing to let this man mm-hmm. you know play up the black thing you know she had, she had mentioned it like you know he wanted the black wife and you know so now she was trying to get her bread. She wanted the bread. I mean, I meant that. She wanted the bread. So my, I was that was my question. Like, what did you like? How did like? How do you feel about that whole thing? Because she had a whole conversation with Van. She was like, "Well, do you feel like mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, you feel like you kind of? How do you feel about dealing with him and being black every single day and you dealing with this dude?" She's like, "Man, I feel like hey. that it's like a little different because it's almost like the opposite." of like that relationship where it was like we don't know anything about this white woman that we see in season two we just know she's a white woman that's mm-hmm. it we don't know like oh she actually is like rachel Dozen. she was in charge of the naacp she mm-hmm. loves niggas mm-hmm. for real like <laughs> like you know like, like monique like i, I love us for real i love us for real yeah i really do like we don't know anything about this white woman besides she's a white woman right but and we don't know anything about this black nigga like we know nothing about this nigga that she's with it's just he's black she's white that's yeah. it but for this one, they took the time to tell us that this is like this established relationship and he has all this black stuff and he cares about Africa and he does all these things. And then she's like this black woman and stuff like that. Because I feel like a lot of the time for relationships like this, like interracial relationships, we feel like black women take more time to make sure that the person they're with cares about black people. Mm-hmm. Where like we don't always see that with black men who date white women or like interracially just in general where it's like 
a lot of time a black man will date uh, like interracially and we'll see these crazy ass videos on Instagram or something like a white woman saying like, oh, this like black man likes me because I don't wear weave and I don't have five kids and I am a great white woman white woman and you black bitches are just jealous of me because my butt's big even though i'm white like but that's what i'm saying like you'll see stuff like that but i've almost never seen a video of a black woman sitting next to a white man and he's like well my dick's big even though i'm white like i've never (laughs) seen that i've never seen that in my whole life and i feel like that's why that episode had to do that because when black women are with white men not all the time I think they have to take more time to make sure they're not racist because black women care much more about embarrassing themselves the than black seen, men do. I think the only time I've seen that uh, was on Guess Who. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was it. That's really and that good. And even him. That was, that was Zoe Zaldana. Yeah. That was, that should have been... I used to love Zoe Zaldana. I mean, I really do. she's a goofy nigga, bro. She'd be doing too much. Yeah. I really, <laughs> but that, that was the first... That should have been the first red flag there. Guess Who. I mean... Oh, you mean because you saw the Nina Simone thing too? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm, I'm asking where you aware of it. I'm, I'm not very gonna, aware. Like we're not. I'm very aware of the fact that she played was gonna play her, and then no, she did. She did. Yeah, yeah. She's that Cross she played her, and, and the, then, the paint and all that. And I know, bro. It's okay. We don't gotta. We ain't gotta do that. We don't gotta open those old wounds. But but no, I really do feel like that was to highlight this thing where black women feel more invested because like even if like she doesn't necessarily like like them, she probably likes them at least some because mm-hmm. it's like there's other rich white men that she could be with, and it's just kind of like yeah, like there are other rich white men, but at least this white guy he kind of cares about black stuff. It's like because like no, there are videos where it's like oh this person found out their white husband was racist because he voted for Trump. Like, I saw a couple of those, but I feel like it's more surprising to people because it's just like, I feel like we just had this expectation where black women have to take care of everybody Mm -hmm. and they have to make sure especially black men are okay, even if we're not with them. We have to do things that are in in the best interest of black men, which isn't fair. Because even like, say, the Childish video, you were talking about that scene where like Michelle Obama like hugs Kanye. Yeah, that's what I was doing. She doesn't need to do that. No black woman needs to help Kanye West. Like Kanye West decided that this is the life he wants. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, I don't even think the Kardashians are really contributing to who Kanye is. I think Kanye just decided this is who I want to be. this is who I'm going to be. Because like yeah. because even like Kim, like Kim is getting niggas out of jail. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm not saying I know I'm not even gonna say like, oh that's great or whatever. Like you shouldn't need to be Kim Kardashian to get a lot of these people out of jail that she's getting out of jail. Right. But besides the point. <laughs> she's still like she's still she doing it. But that's what I'm saying. And then so, like she, like she even if she is a Trump supporter, she actively says she's not you know, she says like she does things that are actively not necessarily Trump things. Even if Trump signs some stuff, he's not the one that cares about people getting out of jail. Yeah. So it's like people need to stop trying to blame the Kardashian family for Kanye being Kanye. Kanye has decided this is who he wants to be, and honestly, this is probably who Kanye has always wanted to be, and now he has enough money to do whatever to he do wants. whatever he wants. So that's a very interesting take on Kanye. I mean. You, we could talk about Kanye West for three months. We could. Three months really, straight. Yeah. Wouldn't get to a resolve yeah. at all. We would just both be really angry. We'd probably cry <laughs> a bunch of times. What the fuck? We would listen to College Dropout and then think about Stacey Dash being in that one video. And it's like, man, all you niggas is fucked up. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But, um, but no, I feel like 
the show could definitely be better, but it just has to be more willing to like say like, hey, we're going to let black women help us tell stories about black women. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not like head writers being black women, like writers or even just like talking to black women. Yeah. Like Insecure should be the blueprint. I wouldn't even necessarily say that because they're they're definitely set up in different ways where it's like here's the thing, like say they both talk about music, right? Mm-hmm. Music is a big part of both of those shows. Mm-hmm. But like say like Daniel Insecure, he's not worried about white people liking his stuff yet because he just wants to not make trap music. Yes. He's not at a place where he even is famous enough to care about white people liking his stuff. If not he yet. ever gets there, not if, yet. yeah, coming. not yet. He coming. But that's what I'm saying. If it does happen, then it will make more sense for him to like have to like deal with white people, have to like do the thing where like he works with white people. And he's not a rapper. Mm-hmm. He's a producer. Right. Which is very intentional because he never really has to deal that much with that kind of stuff as a producer. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, he does, but not as much as a rapper like Paperboy does. Paperboy has to talk to white people all the time because right. he wants to get a deal, because he right. wants to be signed, because he knows that that's where all the money is, and he knows a lot of his fans, especially now, are white people. Right. So, the way, like the things the shows have decided to talk about, especially like Childish being a person that has white fan base and has always kind of had a pretty, like a lot of white people like mm-hmm. following him, like when he was doing stand up. When he was writing for 30 Rock, when he was writing for whatever other shows, when he was on community. White people love all his stuff. Yeah. Like they just do. And he's got he's got the inside scoop on. Yeah, and then say like Issa Issa like she started out on YouTube. Like she just started out, niggas was watching her stuff, mostly black people. Like even like the storyline she had, she was in an interracial relationship on Awkward Black yeah. Girl. Like she was with White Jay and then she was Jay. Oh man, White Jay. Listen, I don't wait for you to come up on the show. My J. He was cool. He was all right. He was. Yeah. I don't even deal with white men like that. I'm like, white J is all right. Great. Right. Like, what I liked about them, I brought this up recently, was that their problems were like mostly related to their relationship. It wasn't just like, oh, he's white and she's not. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. But it was like it was like that episode where like um she saw one of his exes and she was really attractive and she felt some kind of way about that. And it's like that's a regular relationship problem. Yes. Like you see someone's attractive ex and it's like, oh, I feel very unsure of myself mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> because like she was like a sexy nurse and then she's like wearing like a trash bag or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the day <laughs> Yeah, she had like because she was pepper, remember? Because it was like salt and pepper and she had like a trash bag on. I'm a back in the day day fan. Oh, like I remember yeah. everything I I back in the day day. <laughs> oh man, I forgot all about that. But nah, I really feel like oh. it's just like they both have different backgrounds which just shape them in different ways where it's not bad the childish cares that white people are watching. Because mm. white people must watch Insecure. I have no idea for what. Not a clue. Like what are they like Frida Hive or something? I don't know what white people I don't know. I think they're just interested in the culture. Like honestly, because like say like white people that listen to the read, it's like I don't know what you get out of this, but if you like it, I love it because you're you're buying shirts. You know what's hip? I I guess so. What's going on? I think all the math teachers, like the white math teachers that listen to the read, so they can like figure out what T means and talk to the kids. So here's the T. All right, think about it this way: a variable (laughs) is is the T. The T is the variable. And then the shade will be what the variable equals. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so if you have T, you can't have the T without shade. You can't have 
a variable unless you uh, if you don't know what it means. Come on now. Be a teacher. Be a teacher. Come on now. That's what happens. Oh man. That's what happens. I hope no white person ever hears that and teaches it. I would feel so awful. <laughs> you should copyright it. Get a check. Mm-mm, I can't. I can't copyright T and Shade because I'm not. not. Because I didn't make it up. I have to give, and then I'd have to give credit to like. You made it up in the sense of uh, no, mathematics. No, I didn't. If they, <laughs> if they can throw letters in in math, I feel like you can. Just <laughs> they can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if they can, you gotta give credit. If they to, can literally take science and put it in uh, math and then not call it science, you gotta give credit to the the OG black queers from yesteryear that made up T and Shade. Of course. They have to do that. They would have to get the money, then I get the money, and then if we got to share the money, it's not enough money. But it's all profit. I'll figure it out. It's all profit. I'll get a notary. You're right. I'm do that. Look, I know some people. I'm, <laughs> I'm here. All right. Okay. I may not know much, but I know people. Okay. All right. All right. So I guess we can end this and just say, like, what do we hope they do with women in season three of Atlanta? And then you can go first. And then I have what I want to say. They got to get more involved. Mm-hmm. In the show itself, I think there's no. What's the point? I don't. I don't believe in having people in shows and and in main characters in shows and they're not doing anything. As far as I'm concerned, it really needs to start with Van. I feel you. That's that's where it starts with me. It's least it starts with Vanessa, and I don't like her as just an annoying ass baby mama. Yeah. That is just trying to, you know, chop Ern down into either. Settling, trying to figure out that relationship and all of that stuff, and she's just trying to do what's right for her child, which I mean, every mother does, obviously. Mm. But I mean, I would like to see, like, what does she want to do? Mm. You know, what does she want to do with her life? You know, mm. she was a teacher; she's not a teacher anymore. And it's probably gonna so be hard for her to get a new teaching job. What's What's next? Yeah. What's next for her right now? She's just because she doesn't really seem like she likes other stuff yet because yeah, even know. music it doesn't seem like she's really interested in that it seems like she just like it's always been supportive of her i've just seen van on the show you know make that still the dumb, i'm sorry that's, i gotta go back to that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen i feel like they didn't have to do her like that yeah that was i so feel like stupid. it would have been just as okay if like we found out that like oh she didn't have to take the drug test like how she found out like right before she's about to tell yeah that would have been just as good. I, I was watching it with my fourteen-year-old nephew that episode, mm. and he we he turned to me and he was like, "What is she doing?" Exactly. This is a fourteen-year-old. But I child. feel like they just wanted to show that she's not street smart so bad they just like let her get fired instead of like. I hope that's see that makes mm. sense because I. But I feel like that's really it. That's but, the only thing that develops about her is that she's not street smart. She's not smart enough yeah. to finesse this whole drug test. So for me, it starts with her. You know, it starts with you know just developing interest and. Just, you know, give her some goals or something. You know, do something. She that, can have a block party. <laughs> no, no, somebody definitely getting shot at her block party. Okay. No, shooting no. The first this episode. woman decided to bite a condom full of pee in it. Somebody getting shot at her block party. No, you should It's just going to happen. But yeah, that's 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 my thing with me. I got to see some development with Van first. And um, so as far as I know, she's just an annoying baby mom. And her friends, okay. she's always arguing with her friends. Yeah, they didn't interact at the party either, which I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk too much about that, but I thought it was weird they didn't have them around. Like, they were like, they came together, and then they just like were separate the whole time. It's like, that's not what people do at parties, mm-hmm. especially black girls. Black girls are not separating. Too much stuff happens to women in general at parties, let alone what happens to black women at parties. So right. we don't, like, at least two of them should have been together. 
Because yeah. I even think about all the times I've gone out. It's like, I don't think a lot of black women feel comfortable enough, especially at a mansion party, like a big place. Just like, oh, yeah, let me just completely separate from all my friends it. while I'm high as fuck. Like, yeah, I don't see that. And like, I feel like their problem is that they don't know how to toe the line between like, yeah, there are black girls who are like carefree, but because like we're black and we're women, we have like all these things we have to deal with that other people don't really deal with. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, black women still have to interact with the police in a way that's not great. We have lots of things like that. And we're like still women. So we still have to worry about men harassing us and like men like jumping up on your car and kicking your windshield out because you didn't give them your number and stuff. Yeah, that's a real thing that, that happened. That was crazy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, right, just say it's a no. It's okay. It's a numbers but game. But just... people don't understand like, yeah, like I'm not saying that doesn't happen to white women, but when I see stuff like that or even like friends I have or even me, honestly, like it just got to this point where I'll just give you my real number and I'll just block you when I go home. Oh. Yeah. And I won't give you my real name. I'll just like give you my real number or like my Google voice number and just block you. Mm-hmm. Because that's safe to be really honest because then they'll like do that weird thing where they'll like oh I'm about to call you right now and it better ring it's like yeah it's gonna ring I'm gonna block you right when I go home it shouldn't have to be like I'm that. never gonna see you again it shouldn't have to be it like shouldn't that. have to be like that but I honestly do that I to never be understood safe. why it was like that yeah but I do feel like they need to talk more about things like that affect black women because a lot of the women on the show are black and yeah. a lot of the women that even come up consistently are black women so it's like, so like that episode they had with, what was his name? Bibby, the, the barber. Oh that was his name? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, but what I'm saying is like, I watched that episode and it's like, they could have an episode of like Van going to a hairdresser. Like, it wouldn't be hard. Like, hair, going to a hairdresser is not a much better experience than that. Mm. Because like you can still have a lot of the same things happen to you that happen with that. But a lot of men, but even like looking at your face right now, a lot of black men or just men in general wouldn't know that about black women. No they don't. And think about like how long it takes us to get hairstyles. Like, say like you want to go get some box braids. That's eight hours of your day. You gotta yeah. pretend to be sick for work. You gotta like go in. <laughs> like, I like how you put yeah, like sick. You, yeah, like you gotta call in sick and then you come back with box braids. Yeah. Like, oh wow. It's like, oh, you must have been so sick your hair grew. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. Yeah. That's it, that's it, the it, thing that happens. You, you know. know you wouldn't understand. You're not black. You don't know. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, like, even, like, going to, like, a beautician and then, like, your appointment is at nine and then you see somebody that's, like, only halfway done getting their hair done. It's like, I thought your first appointment was nine. Oh, this is my friend. Like, you know, they're going to be fast. They don't start you till 12. You don't leave till nine o'clock because they had to take an hour break to get something to eat. But you you have to get your hair done. And then them being mixed, I feel like that would be interesting. Like, people talking about, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, even though you mixed, I feel like your hair is not as loose as I thought it was going to be. This hair is less manageable than I thought. Like even like tying like her hair back to being mixed, because yeah. like or like maybe they'll even say like, oh yeah, you have really good hair. Like this is gonna be really easy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I feel like they make it seem like black women aren't regular people because like Atlanta is extremely good at telling stories about regular people, mm-hmm. but like. A lot of the black women that have been on there have just been like these really exaggerated characters, like Van being exaggerated, like in how dumb she was. And then, like, say, like the girl that Paperboy was talking to, just like how rude she was to, like, you know, the people doing their nails and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, they don't know how to just be like, okay, sometimes black girls are mad about stuff. Sometimes we're happy about stuff. Sometimes we're angry about things. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're excited about stuff. They do that with every other character on the show, but they haven't figured out, like, 
what are regular things that black girls experience? Like Van getting followed at that party was the best part of that episode to me because that has happened to me. It's real. Like that's what I'm saying. It's a real thing. It's like, and it didn't end bad. It just was like, oh, this is awkward. You, you know. was worried. Yeah, like you was worried <laughs> like, for a, a second. It's a real predicament. Yeah. yeah, and you was worried for a second, and then nothing happened. But you know, sometimes things do happen. But yeah, sometimes things don't happen. Mm-hmm. I've had dudes follow me around the parties. I've had people follow me off the bus. And it's like, well, I guess I'm just going to pretend I want something from the store mm-hmm. today. So I think they just need to acknowledge that black women are regular people that have regular problems. But also not trying to make our problems seem too small. Where it's like, no, all of our problems are these little trivial things like, oh, I can't get my hair done until like this time. It's like, it turns to a huge thing. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, sometimes it can be little trivial stuff, but then sometimes it's like, yeah, black girls experience big things. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like they just need to sit down and like, if not have writers that are black women, like talk to black women that live in Atlanta. Like, that's all I know about Atlanta. That's what it's like, it's black like, people. There's so many black women in Atlanta. Yes, just for them to like talk to. Or even like say the strippers that are on here. Like strippers have stories too. It's like they got kids, they got lives, they strippers got jobs. Strippers have stories too. That's they a, do. That's, 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 that's I feel like somebody's caption. I mean, that's it should like, be. I should make it a shirt. Go ahead. They do because it's like, especially a lot of strippers. A lot of strippers in Atlanta. Yeah. Like Atlanta is probably like a really competitive market to be a stripper. It's yeah. like almost all the strip clubs I've ever heard of are there, and I've never even been to a strip club, yeah. but I know the names of a bunch of them in Atlanta if I ever wanted to go. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people move to Atlanta to be strippers because it's like it's a big scene. That's where all the rappers are. That's where they throw money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like a lot of strippers have kids. A lot of strippers have other jobs. A lot of strippers like, you know, have jobs that are related to stripping. Like, oh, I'm a stripper, but I also do like personal training mm-hmm. because then I can like work out during the day and then I can strip at night. Yeah. Like I imagine a lot of strippers is like that. I would go to a stripper as a personal trainer. Like, honestly. Yeah. There's a lot of pole classes where people do like workouts on poles yeah, you and stuff. To do that. You really do. You have to have a you ridiculous good, amount of core strength to like do like the like the tricks and the. I'm trying to like pretend to do tricks in my chair. <laughs> Nobody can see it, but I'm like wiggling around. It's okay. My core is terrible. So that's what I'm saying. If I could have the course that core strength, I, no one could tell me anything. I would have booking info in my Instagram tonight <laughs> if I had that core strength tonight. But no, that's what I'm saying. Everybody has stories. Any kind of person. Literally any kind. And then especially in Atlanta. Atlanta, I imagine, is filled with some of the weirdest black people ever. Yeah. Like they have and then like even like they'll have people have girlfriends they argue with on the show, but they never let the girlfriend be a character. Yeah. Like Alligator Man, he had an old girlfriend. We didn't really learn nothing about her except he's crazy. Yeah. We they used her to prove he was crazy. That was it. And now Cat Williams has a whole like Emmy for that. Yeah, Emmy for it. Just because she helped prove he was crazy. <laughs> we I, don't know I, enough about her freedom getting Emmy. She, we don't even know you. her name. I agree with you. So they need to treat black girls like they're regular people and stories will come because we're regular people. I have billions of stories about being black and being a girl. <laughs> so if I have that many and I don't even do nothing, imagine people that actually leave their house sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> just imagine. Well, we'll see what they do in uh in season three. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, all I got. All in all, <laughs> we still like the show. But come on, y'all. Let's 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 uh just try. Just get try. It, get it together. Yeah, come on. Well, I guess that will uh wrap up our second installment of watching while black. 
with Lorraine and Indira. Um, thank you all for listening. And I can't wait to uh, get back uh, at this again with our next topic. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know when you yeah. see us again. How does yeah. that sound? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But until then, remember, strippers have stories, too. They sure do. And uh, take care. Thanks again. Peace. Bye.